0: Hi, I'm Bryce, and I'm ready to preach.
1: Hi, I'm Casey, and I'm ready to preach.
0: Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm ready to preach.
2: Hi, I'm Gabe, and I'm ready to preach. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather here, God. We ask that you give us wisdom and knowledge to say your words with swiftness, God, and give understanding to people who may not understand, God. We thank you for an opportunity to gather here in your name. We ask that you come and fill this place with your Holy Spirit. Give us words and give us intelligence, God, We ask that we do everything to the glory and to the edification of you, to the lifting up of your people, God, to give them knowledge. God, we believe that a knowledgeable people is a strong people and a faithful people. We thank you, we honor you, and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome back, family. You've reached the Ready to Preach podcast. We're excited to have you on tonight. We're grateful that you stopped by to listen, take some time out of your day to see what we have to say. So first thing we're going to do is start go around this table. And we're going to see how everyone's doing today. Let's start it off
0: with Mark. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, Week, I actually had a more eventful week to start with than normally. Yep. Um, Went and got to, we hung a few TVs by uh, we, I mean, me and Bryce and John, though, maybe leaning more towards the me and the Bryce. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We donated some time. We donated some time to get some... TVs mounted for Pastor Stevens. Yep, for a fellow church friend of ours. Exactly. Turned out awesome, too, by the way. It was fun, especially with you know, Bryce hanging TVs over the uh, balcony. <laughs> over the balcony. It was awesome. Oh, boy. It wasn't bad. There were small TVs. There was, there was a time where I was standing on the back of a pew and Mark was on a ladder. Yeah, and there was a time I had one foot on the ladder, one foot on top of the pew, getting that one in the balcony. Okay you got to do what you got to do to make things happen. Proper ladder safety, folks. Three points of contact.
2: You'll never regret doing something for the Lord. No, not at all.
0: It was fun. No, it was good. It didn't take too long, honestly. No. The longest part was (laughs) figuring out on the first one mount, which pieces actually we ended up having to use. But then second one, same TV, same mount. I think that one went together like five minutes. Yeah, we did knock that one out. That one did not take long at all. And we had a
2: little fellowship after that.
0: We did have a little fellowship. Had to go. We had us some, some hibachi grill. Yep. Awesome. How was your weekend? Weekend was pretty good. Um, work was pretty busy. Church was pretty busy. Pretty
2: busy. Pretty packed out. We had ninety eight people on Sunday morning. I saw. Who's, wow.
0: Who who counted that? I think there was a culmination. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I was trying to figure out because there may have been a couple missed depending on where they were counting from. Yeah, but it was. I think it was a combined effort. Yeah. And we normally, the band members head upstairs just because we pretty much had to head upstairs today because that was the only spot. Spot.
2: I sat literally in the foyer, just pulled a chair from the basement and sat there. Yeah. Which it's, I mean, it's awesome. We've been fasting and praying for it and it's in front of our eyes at this moment. Now we just got to get a few more seats. Now you just got to blow the wall down and add on. Yeah.
1: yeah, Pretty Simple task, I guess.
2: Yeah. And then Sunday night, I was a little bit nervous. I was like, man, really? there's like 10 people here.
1: It was a little bit.
2: And then all of a sudden, people started flooding in.
1: Right. That's always reassuring whenever you're like, well, we're going to have church whether or not anybody shows up, but I, it's nice whenever it. somebody does.
0: Yeah, I enjoy having church, so. Yeah. Hey. What do you do? Doors are open. Doors are unlocked. Come in whatever time. We'll take you in. You yeah. Do. We ain't yeah. going to say no. We ain't going to turn you away. Anything else? That was pretty much it for the most part. Casey, you're up.
1: It's been a pretty good week so far. Uh, Sunday was great. Good services. We already covered that. I
2: I thought someone was going to have to preach uh, a sermon at. Uh, oh, night Sunday night? Or? Uh,
1: Riley was supposed to preach in the morning, but because nobody had to preach Sunday night, she got the week off. Right. And then said she regretted it, but she was too much uh, of a chicken. I,
2: that's what I thought. I was like, no, well, wait a minute. I'd have been chomping at the bits to talk to ninety-eight people.
1: Well, she was after she realized there were ninety-eight so people. That's the big thing, though. A lot of times we get nervous, or we, you know, we don't have something.
2: We talk ourselves out of it,
1: and then we regret it later. Which Absolutely. I mean, it's fair. Been there. Um, like I said, services were great. We went through that. I had the personal enjoyment of getting to do partial of my everyday routine for workout with Eric before lunch and. <laughs> It was a pretty entertaining time. And
0: it was fun to watch. Yeah. I'm um, I,
1: <laughs> I have my workout routines that I do on this my be lunches. Before you got there for yeah, lunch. Yeah, you weren't there. Oh. um, And it's like a dance cardio workout. And it's body weight exercises like squats and things like that. And I looked out there. And I'm pretty sure they were trying to make fun of me by watching the videos that I do. We weren't. Okay. Well, thanks, game. But I went out there. I was like, do it, chicken. And then I got to show them up. And the one thing physically I can probably show them up in. So. <laughs>
3: hey. That was Kudos. about it.
1: And then work's been good, easy. Looking forward to a long weekend here coming up with the holiday and looking forward to all the show. It's
2: Christmas, y'all. I yeah. know. I didn't even think Christmas. about that.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to all the fellowship that we have coming up with our church friends. Yeah. We're with Tony Sunday morning and then over at Daily Harvest at the night service.
2: And then New Year's Eve. We're going to be at House Pastor of Stevens.
1: And we're going to be over at New Beginnings for a little bit, too.
2: Yeah. So, so we get in tr- the morning. Hour. It's always Five fun o'clock. to get Five to go o'clock.
1: and spend time with people that you love and people that you want to be around that you don't get to yeah. see all the time. That's my excitement for the week coming. At least we're going to
2: have fun. My advice for that is do it more often. Amen. Yes, do as much as you can.
1: It shouldn't be a. I mean, it should be a special occasion because you know you always value the time you spend with people that you care about. But it shouldn't be I
2: mean, unusual. An unusual. Yeah. It
1: shouldn't be something yeah. that you're like, oh, this is such a special occasion. We're going to see these people. Right. It should be more like it's special because we're with them not because that's where we are going not because
2: yeah. of the amount of times you've yeah, seen them it right.
0: shouldn't be a case of you get used to only do it on a special occasion so when you just do it just because you're like this feels kind of weird because it's not a holiday
2: yeah yeah
0: that's a bad sign well
2: all you can do is work on it if you exactly. got that problem yeah now now we got a special guest on with us we do tonight. have a special guest what's it gabraham shulaw <laughs> Gabba Gaby. No, it's Mark's son, Casey's cousin, my cousin, technically. Ish. <laughs> technically. He's claiming you. That's
1: about three or four down the line, but we'll just call it what We'll it call is. it.
2: I've known him his whole life, so we got him yeah. a we got a, a fresh one out of, what year are you in high school? Junior? Junior. We got a junior in high school. Decided that he wanted to take a step and come on the podcast. So we applaud him for that. And we're gonna ask him, How you doing, Gaby?
3: I'm doing good. What you been doing? Well, Sunday was good, like we talked about. Then yesterday I didn't have any exams. Hold
1: on. What did you do new on Sunday?
3: Oh yeah. yeah. Sunday I got to play the bass for one song, which was fun. Learned it in about Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Messed up about thirty
0: times. It's fine though. He tried to say he wasn't doing it too. I went right before service, I was like, no, you're doing it. You're going to go it. over there and you're going to do it. No, he did a good job. He did. I was going to do it. He also has been reading Bible verses. Yes, Yeah.
2: Probably five to ten on any given Sunday, just whenever he has something prepared. So how does that go for you? Goes good.
3: Walk us through the process on how you find these verses to, to say. Well, some of them I have saved, so I just go look through the saved ones and just kind of find them yeah and then some of them I'll go to my saved ones, and then I'll look in through the chapter and at other chapters in the same book, yeah, and I'll read and then find out which verses I would like to say. I got a question for you, so when you're doing that
2: on Sunday morning, have you ever felt the urge to just explain what you read?
3: Yes, then why don't you? Fair question, yeah because some people might not understand how I explain it. Yeah, but that's the
2: difference.
1: Somebody might need you to explain yeah. it the way that you explain somebody, it to you. you might
3: be the only one someone
2: ex- understands because there's kids there that are your age, Yeah, clearly, yeah. you know, kids younger than you, older people that are not the same age but at the same level biblically because you've been in, in church as long as the rest of us. Yeah. 17 years is a pretty good record, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So, but I just, do you ever read them and not understand what they mean? Yes. What do
3: you do then? I, I Google search it. Yeah. And then also like kind of look back at it again. Yeah, don't just
2: ponder. Look at it, and un- try to understand if you don't. Yeah, because don't let it don't let not, it deter you. Google from...
3: also cannot always be right. Correct. Correct. That's true. And then you read something like you have a kind of understanding of what it means. Yeah. Because you've let you know you learned it. But then you go on Google, and it says something totally different, and then you're like, well, that doesn't help me at all. Right. Because it's not what I learned. Google isn't God.
2: Nope. Correct. best teacher you can get is the teacher of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's right. Please help me, Holy Spirit, understand this. And it'll come. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it, gives, it takes an illustration in your everyday life and be like, okay, now wait a second. I read something super similar to that. And that's
0: why it's also like some people think that you should only read 100% only out of the Bible, right. which isn't a bad thing. But sometimes you have to get like people that spend their life studying these subjects, studying Absolutely. the people, people's the culture. You're kind of handicapping yourself by not taking advantage of what someone else has put on. Like we um, didn't mention the, we had another one of our um, Zoom calls that meant after prayer, and we got a book on Psalm 23. Yeah. Written by a guy who actually was a shepherd in Africa. Yeah. Who has a very firsthand experience, experience. of what yeah. is being talked about in that because that's the way he lived. Yeah. Me not doing that, knowing that there's. Someone out there that did that and has wrote about it to kind of give you some more insight why certain things are said. I guarantee you I'm going to use it. Well, you can pick up on what you understand through your life. Yeah. And
2: he's obviously going to have a firsthand understanding yeah. of what. Okay, now he, the rod and the staff, they comfort me. He's, I, he's like I carry that every day,
0: and yeah. I understand it's for comfort and protection. I know that. And one thing that my point of that, and it would go for you as well. When you're doing that, Google is fine. Other books and things are fine. Just make sure it lines up with what the Bible actually says. Because like you said, Google's not always right. Yeah. Google is not 100% there's people, right.
2: There's people writing pages on there that are trying to make it, make the Bible not right. There's
3: also a lot of people that will look at Google, and that's the only thing they've learned because they don't have anybody else talking to them, and then they get the wrong information.
0: Right. It's hard not to. Yeah. If you don't know. So I don't like Wikipedia that much because if can you be ever changed. look at it, Well, yeah, because they always say if you have any information, you just tap the plus sign and you can edit whatever anyone else wrote. You could change the whole thing. Exactly. But there's also different versions of the Bible,
3: more modern translations that you might understand better. You have to look at them and make sure they line up first, but yeah. they might be in a different like more current that you Easier would understand. To understand. Easier. Yeah. yeah.
2: With that being said, though, you still got to have the basis of one, I believe. Yeah. And it's, I mean, if it don't line up, it don't line up. Exactly. I don't know how much more I'd use it if it don't line up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If it was, I could understand if maybe there's like one detail, it got a little different, they had a different point of view. But if you're sitting there going through and every time you study something and you're reading, it's like, well, this doesn't line up with that either. Oh, this one doesn't. Maybe that one's not going back on the bookshelf. And we believe that the Bible is all factual, correct? (laughs) Correct.
2: We believe that. But that doesn't mean it's the only thing that's factual. No. There's science books that have fact in them. I mean, they have fiction in them as well. Yes, they do. There's history books with fact. There's a lot of things with fact in it, and it doesn't mean it's the only thing. And most of the time, if you find something with fact, it's going to 100% line up with the fact of the Bible. And when it does that, it gives you a deeper, better understanding. Like you're saying, the shepherd from Africa has a deeper, better understanding of what the scripture in Psalms 23 means, talking about a shepherd, talking about the daily lifestyle, talking about the green pastures and laying beside the water and the valley of the shadow of death. He understands all these things and interprets the sayings in a far deeper sense than we can understand. Yeah, You know, being... I do lawn care. I don't know anything about being a shepherd. Now, we have livestock. I know that you have to protect them, but we have fences. Yeah. You know? I mean, there's quite a few different things that he's going to understand. And a lot of people, don't be afraid not to be the smartest guy. If you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. Don't be afraid to understand that someone has taken the time to understand better than you and deeper than you. Yes, it has to line up. Yes, it has to make sense to you. But go ahead and read. There's a lot of people that are good, God-fearing people who have taken time to further the truth and further explain the truth to you, the truth of the Bible and the God of the Bible and Jesus Christ of Nazareth. They want to further the education on that to where you're, I think, knowing is is good for you. Having wisdom is good for you. But I think it builds your faith up a lot more when you understand it fully.
0: yeah. And it's, also, it's always nice, too, when you get, or I like to point out that, especially like we're going over Acts in Sunday school. Yeah. And bringing up what David and Joel were saying versus yeah. what Peter was saying. And now we're getting ready to get into Moses and the others and what they said versus what Peter is saying. And they don't disagree. Right. That's the way you can tell, too, when you're reading some of those things. Like, okay, this guy, he's a shepherd. He's explaining it. Well, if it lines up with and in agreement with what the bible says perfect one to use but you can you can use your discernment to be sitting there and you can be reading it's like something doesn't quite feel right this is trying to paint a different picture than right what the bible
2: says right and at that point in time you got to remember too that these guys were just writers too exactly they were writers obviously we know now they're inspired of the holy spirit to write god's word but they were just men of faith at that point in time and writers of Part of the Old Testament, and they took yeah. their word for it. Yep. Obviously, the Holy Spirit will discern you too and say, "Yeah,
0: this ain't what you're supposed to be reading.
2: This ain't right. That's yeah. not
0: right." And that's a nice thing too, because you look at if you ever look into the dates when some of those books are written, they didn't talk to each other. They didn't know them, and yet they still agreed on every single point.
2: So, not one book, sixty-six, all inspired, all inspired over about fifteen hundred years, forty different authors. Yeah. And
0: thirty some thousand cross references, probably more than that, but I think there's like thirty-three thousand. Yeah. That's a lot. That is you can't get that many in a, in a textbook.
2: <laughs> and it's like, does that make that God's word? Not exactly, but the evidence is really high for overwhelming, that. is what I would say. Yeah. Right. In case, you got any thoughts? Got
0: any questions? To ask Gabe while we got him in the spot. Oh, yeah, we hijacked his, didn't oh. we? Sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't let the new guy talk so much, right? This second. Well, he's gonna talk. Hey, he's the going new to. guy
1: is gonna get his time. Oh yeah. To go. My question to Gabe is: If you were asked to give a little sermon in a month's time, just because we're gonna be away from our normal services for a while, do you think you'd be ready?
2: I think that's a trick question. I don't think you're ever fully ready. <laughs> You can't give him the answer. I'm sorry. But what do, what do you think? Gabe? This is
1: why you get yelled at for <laughs> interrupting me. <laughs> Gabe,
2: if you had one month, if you had one month to put something together for five minutes, you can, you know you can just about read 10 scriptures for yeah. five minutes.
3: Yeah. Well, you think you could do it? Yeah, I could probably do it with the Lord's help. Hey, there that's you a go. good
2: point right there, buddy. What do you think it might be on? You have anything kind of floating around in your mind?
3: Because I've heard,
2: I've heard rumors, but they're they're alleged right now. We'll just see if they're true or not. Is there anything floating around up there?
3: Not a hundred percent. Just kind of looking into it.
2: Proud of you, kid. Proud of you, kid. Definitely. Let me ask you this question: Being a seventeen-year-old, correct? Correct. In a junior in high school. I'm not I haven't been out of school for that long but it's I know stuff has changed pretty drastically since I haven't been there. What's it like being a kid who goes to church and works and goes to Bible study and plays in the band and does I mean what's it like is there any like
3: people who question that or wonder about it? There's some people that like you got to watch how, like, if you, like, do one thing wrong, they'll be like, you know, well, you, you go to church, don't you, like? They try to hold it over. They try to hold it over you. But, right. like, I would say, like, we don't 100% really, like, talk about it because we're just, you know, going along. Everybody just yeah. says, you know, hi or whatever and then goes along, but. Yeah. Would you say that
2: people under- know, know that you go to church? I
3: would say they know. Yeah. I have, whenever we do our events. I'll post it on my story. I'll send it to individually to them. Yeah. you know, I'll ask them to come talk oh, about right. it at
2: school. Yeah. It's Is it hard not to get drug into the people who do things that you, I mean, obviously you want to have friends stuff.
3: Is it, what's it like to navigate that? Well, I just, I just say like, I don't care. Like I do care what you do, but I'm not going to do it with you. Right. So if it comes to like, we're not going to be friends cause I'm not doing it, then we're not friends. That's fair. Good point. Makes your dad happy sitting there here
2: and that. oh, so oh, That's yeah.
1: a pretty mature outlook on it for somebody yeah. his age.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm also gonna was wanna say, why don't we have him repeat his uh his little pitch for getting elected to the uh was it the president of the class president?
1: What you're doing no, no, Tech. tech. The your tech class. thing.
3: Business professionals of America. What's the what's the pitch?
0: What was yeah your pitch for how what got
3: you elected? So I went up there. I was just like, "Sup y'all, you know, I've never (laughs) never done this before, but like I'd like to learn more about doing this and have a you know a leading leadership position." Yeah. And then I was like, you know, there's got to be a first, and if you don't have a first, you can't have a second. Right. Right. That's the same with preaching.
1: I would say so. What you're really saying is you stood up and let them know that you're willing to take it on. Yeah. And they decided to uh, give you the position.
3: Yeah, because you can't have experience if you don't have
0: a first time. Right. Exactly. You need to work. Work towards experience. Like kind of how like Bryce volunteered for his first sermon that he did. No, I didn't.
1: Literally, none of us volunteered. I know.
0: I was. was I was making it as a joke. I can't wait till Gabe gets volunteered.
1: I'll be there. Patiently waiting.
0: It was a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was like, wait, what? What? Can I give you some
2: advice? Sure. Pray, read fast. That's it. Pray, read fast. Pray, read fast. You'll get good sermons. Yeah. And all people right. will be receptive
0: to it. The new three words going into next year. Into twenty twenty three. Yep. Twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four.
1: Yeah. My advice would be don't try to come across as somebody other than yourself.
0: Yeah. So mine
1: don't try to sound more intelligent than you are not saying that you're not intelligent but don't try to go above and beyond people's heads just cuz you want to sound smart yeah and don't doubt the fact that what you have to say and who you are and your life experiences are going to lead you to a place where you can connect with somebody yeah. if right. one person gets it that's all that you need
2: yep it's worth it i i would i would reiterate exactly what casey said you you're not any smarter than what you are right and if you get up there and try to Make people think that you're smarter. We'll all know, and then you're you're making yourself look dumb, look dumber. It's like, well, that was counterintuitive to what I was trying to do. I was trying to be like, hey, look at this, and I know this, and I know that, and keep it simple,
0: stupid. And another tip would be, say it how you do. Don't try and similar to what she's saying about don't try and preach like somebody else. Don't be like don't try and force the way you're going to say something. Right, and. Don't be scared to not put, not go through everything that you put down when you're doing your study. Yeah, if you have, you know, fifty points, but there's only like four that matter. Don't be scared not to go into those other forty plus. Yeah, grab a couple if you if if it feels right and it goes with it. But if not, that just if you have all those there, it just shows you put the time in. It doesn't mean that you have to give everything that's on there. And yeah. I, I think the best way to know a small portion of something is know everything
2: around it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can bring it to a better light by knowing what's in front of it, what's behind it, what the deep meaning of the the parts that you're looking at. Okay, I'm looking at this, and it says this, 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 and this. Now, what does it mean when they say that according to their time? How does it apply to our time today? And yeah. you can make something super simple, so effective, by knowing it, yeah. I would say don't, don't, don't shy out on the study, don't yeah. shy out on the praying about it, don't shy out on, and don't be scared to go
0: watch YouTube videos about. Hey, this is the scripture I'm looking at. What does someone else have to say? The one that I got for the revival, I got from like a two second clip on like a short. Yep. Just the main theme of it. Yep. It was a guy who was explaining to some Muslims about Jesus, and it was literally just. The title that I had, and I think one more part of it was all it was. Yeah.
2: And that's the best. Get a little bit of a topic going and, yeah. and build it. Because not all of them are going to come the same. No. no, Not all of them are going to be as received the same. You know, some, you're going to hit some people, right? Some people are going to just like you because it's you up there. Some people are just going to not even care. But that's not what you're here to do. You're here to yeah. Give reverence in the name of the Lord, give him praise and honor, and do everything you do as you're doing unto him, and move on. Mark, you got any questions for him? Not right
0: now. We might. I reserve the right to come back to that later. Though. Well, think
2: about it, though. He's a 17-year-old young man, yeah. impressionable young man, doing school, going to vocational center, trying to figure things out. What's some advice you'd give him as a 41-year-old going to a 17-year-old?
0: Really, honestly, any life advice is really similar to Same. A, the advice for doing sermons and that. Just don't try and be what everyone thinks you need to be. Right. Yeah. Or I what was, that? I was, who was I, I can't remember who I was talking to. Maybe it was during Sunday school or it might've even been in between recording an episode, but When I used, uh, it might have been on an episode, when we were talking about Abraham. Yeah. You know, try and be more worried about, not worried, but more geared towards seeing in yourself what God sees than worrying about what everyone else around sees.
2: Yeah. That's big. I I never thought about that truthfully. So a lot of times we spend all of our time trying to make sure that everyone around us sees a good Christian, a Try good to dress manner, ourselves up. Kind of. I mean, not, not necessarily that, but try to do the steps it takes to be a good Christian, be a good man, all while we're sitting there and not making sure that how God sees us is revealed to everyone.
0: Yeah, because that's like with, with Abraham, just to go back over that again, was God knew what he was going to do. Right. God yeah. didn't have any question about it. Right. But. Abraham really just needed to see in himself what God saw in him. Right. I that was the biggest thing.
1: Building onto that story, another piece of advice that I would have is both in, you know, if you do feel called to preach, that's something you're going to do. And in your everyday life, is the trust that God's going to provide what you need in the moment.
2: That's a big, big thing for, for preaching. Yeah. there's mo- There's a lot of times when you're like, man, it either doesn't sound right in your head, or you don't have enough to make something happen at the very second until you open your mouth.
1: Yeah. Sometimes that's the biggest hurdle to get over is just opening your mouth.
2: Those are the best sermons. They are. Because you know they're straight from God. There's You can't take any credit from it.
0: There was one of the popcorn ones that we did where Casey was going back and forth between a couple. And I was going back and forth between a couple and we were all messaging each other. And I was like, okay, I have an idea for this. And then she had hers. And then went by the time everyone did it, everything fit together. Yeah. Which had we all went different ways, because I think there were a couple others that were kind of back and forth as well. But we'd force ourselves to go the other way, only what we originally had thought of, it wouldn't have worked together so well. I think we need to start a newbie, a newbie's um, popcorn preaching Hey, I volunteered next popcorn. with we, we toss him and Pastor Lucas in the lineup.
1: I say that some of us can retire from popcorn and let them take our place.
0: I don't know if we go that far.
2: We might. I'm not that retiring. That's from just there. hopeful.
1: It's hopeful. <laughs> Ho- hopeful, hopeful speaking.
2: <laughs> popcorn really helps you out as a preacher. Pop- it does. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You you get so much anticipation now. Mark normally had to go first, but hearing everyone else in front of you. Gives me like the the fire to just go.
1: I think a big thing for me when we first started doing it too is almost like a faith builder. What I'm saying really does have genuine value value behind it, and it's inspired. Because sometimes I'd be like, "Man, am I just up here saying whatever I want to say, and God's not really talking through me?" But we'd go to popcorn, and everything would line up without anybody saying a word to each other during the week about it. Yeah. So for me, that was kind of
0: confirmation.
1: Com- yeah, confirmation.
0: I guess that'd be another tip, too. Don't. Once they don't give them a choice, get them involved one way or the other. Get them thinking, get them listening. And they'll get a lot more out of it. I'm still surprised all, all the different things I've had people volunteer for. I asked for volunteers. I still get volunteers. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I think you I think you draw attention just by kind of saying howdy, y'all.
0: Yeah. You do. You get their attention. Well, that's what it is. Whatever it is, it gets that interaction started. It gets them paying attention because it's something different than what anyone else does. Right. Gabe, are you ready to preach?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Sign him up.
1: Are you hesitating because you're afraid if you say yes, then you're going to have to do it? (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's not that bad. It's
1: really not. Look, you're going to get up there and there's bunch of people at church who have known you or changed your diapers from that point. Yeah. And the rest of them love you anyways. You could get up there and say Jesus loves you, and so do I. Have a great day. Bye. Peace out. And somebody would tell you it's the best sermon you've ever preached.
2: It's pretty hard to be the worst if you've only done one. Yeah. yeah. That's just it.
1: Look, number one's going to be your best. You'll do number two, and number one will be your worst.
0: See? He's, just, he's giving he just, me a head nod. He's try, Or he's trying to do like the that. mental math. We can't hear that. Yeah, no, we can't. The microphone does not pick up head nods, Gabe. So,
2: take us through the steps that you think you would do to prepare a sermon.
0: Um, He didn't know what he was signing up for when he could decide it was agreed to come down here, did he? Right? He thought he was just going to be able to sit there and just nod his head a couple times. <laughs> Originally, I think the intent was we were going to just let him ask some questions, but we've kind of turned it more into we're asking Gabe questions. We'll come back to that. Ask us some questions
2: that you think about anything. We're all older than you and been where you have. Yeah. Do you need a second? Yeah. Well, I, I really haven't got the opportunity to say how I've been.
1: Yeah, oh, we I, forgot about you. I'm sorry. We were, How you're oh,
0: you're not. I, I She's not.
1: I'm. Brian, you,
0: we had to do them all at the very beginning. No. Nope. Just, I was patiently waiting. So patiently, he had to bring it up because he was being, t- everyone else was being too patient. <laughs> too patient. No, it's been good. We had, uh, patience is a virtue.
2: Yesterday, we, d- we did some uh, TV hanging. That was fun. Then we had lunch and we went and relaxed and it was snowing and blowing. So we just kind of tucked in and, uh. Saturday. What did we do Saturday? Did we do something together on Saturday? I don't think so. We I went, worked. Oh, it was Maya's cousin's graduation. She graduated college. Hooray. We had dinner, had good family time. Then we uh we went on Sunday, had an awesome church on Sunday. It's been I mean, it's weird to say this, but it's like you almost don't expect it. You do. You come expecting. We had a whole entire episode. i was about to say. I'm sitting here looking the most recent episode.
0: You're
1: waiting for the other shoe to drop on it, though.
2: The other shoe to
0: drop. Yeah.
1: You know it's been so great. You almost don't believe that it can't do it again.
2: Not even now. It's like the thing that okay, we've been praying for it. It's literally happening in front of your eyes. Open the door for Peter. Open the door. I was was about to say that. (laughs) Yeah. You got to be a little quicker then. No, it's it's just. Amazing. It's awe-inspiring, first of all. It's like, this can happen when you just do simple things. Simply push back the plate and ask God for growth. And it's literally happening right now. Yeah, Yeah. People are blazing through so many families. I'm loving that. Yeah. One lady came up and was like, man, there's so, I mean, it's so beautiful in here. There's so many blessings all around. I said, and 20 of them are yours sitting on the benches. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then 15 of them are gone on vacation right now. And it was like,
0: they wouldn't, Where would they? have been sitting Need
2: more space that, and it's just, that's on the way it's like, how did that happen? Oh wait, there's a formula that, that works. That's the hardest part to kind of understand a lot of stuff in the world happens by chance. You fall into good things, but this is happening because you've taken the time to fast, to pray, to ask God for receiving. to ask God to prepare you to get these things, ask God to send the people. uh, And then then you do the work involved in showing up when there's nobody showing up, uh, preaching when there's nobody listening, doing the worship when nobody's listening, and and praying when no one's looking, and fasting when no one's looking, and then all of a sudden there's people here. And then we were talking about this afternoon, my dad and myself, it was like, man, this is working. I said, that's just two of us, and there's yeah. results. We need a whole wide group of people. And because here's the thing that's, that's got me. We started fasting and praying 10, eight, 10 weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we're getting results now in week seven, eight, nine. You know, the first six weeks, nothing. You know, maybe one or two different. And you feel stuff building up, and then it's broke, and it's like, Dude, we need people to get consistent on it. Um, on yep. it being prayer and fasting, and asking for growth and for first of all the people to come, second of all the teachers to teach them, the chairs to hold them, the roof to cover them. I mean, what would happen if ten people got together? Bible says if one That's can right. put a thousand to fly to, you can put ten thousand. What's ten? A million? A lot. It's oh. a
0: lot. So yeah. let's. Well, if it's one, was how many? A thousand and 10 was 10 or thousand. two was 10,000. Three every, would be 100 every time. Thousand. Every time you double it, go at
2: four by 10. By 10, yeah. it's crazy. Be like a quintillion,
0: <laughs> be a lot of zeros. That's we're just gonna put that. It's gonna be a lot Let's of just zeros. It'll it work. work, it'll <laughs> work.
1: It's higher than any of us can count. That's where we'll settle it. At. But yes. I think,
2: I think it's going back to the puts us in one mind and one accord. Not only is it's your mind ready. is your mind there. But your action is, too. And I think that God works on action. God works on faith, obviously, and he works on you believing that he's going to do something. Faith.
1: Say Faith will make you step out and do something, though. Right. You know, you can say, God, I believe you for this. I believe you can do it. And then sit there and not do a single thing that would give any sort of inclination that you actually believe for it. Right.
2: It's simple. Yeah. And and people make it so much harder than it has to be.
1: Seriously? Well, they're so
0: used to everything getting made so hard that they have to go and then spend money on these self-help books to give them the 12 steps to make it easier. Right. If you didn't add the other 95 steps to start with, you'd be back at those couple steps, minus the heartache and pain and minus the money you then spent to get yourself back to those couple. And the irreplaceable time. Yeah, we don't have a lot of
2: time to do this, so I think we ought to use our time wisely and do something that's effective, prayer. proven, prayer and fasting. It's prayer It's prayer and fasting. That's the way you're going to do anything. These things come by prayer and fasting. The Bible says it right there. That was in the case of casting out devils and stuff yeah. like that, but growth, I mean, what, what else do you want to do? So I'm calling you to prayer and fasting. Okay. It's not hard. If it's super easy, it's not hard enough for you. You need to get it, make it to where it works. Yep. Have enough faith in what you're doing that you do it, not till it hurts, but to where there's an effect. Right. Putting down yourself and picking up the cross, basically, and saying, Hey, God, I believe you and I believe you in action.
0: Well, you think of going, because we're mainly present, my mind's mainly still in psalm 23 right now yeah but you look at all the stuff that all the different things they use in the parables and all the things in some of the psalms that are about growth yeah the the first part of it has to die before it can grow yeah you have like the the seed of wheat yeah gets crushed and it dies before it grows and sprouts right you have to crush the grape to get wine. to get the wine you have to crush the olive to get oil you have to compress and crush Coal to get a diamond. So anything that's going to be any growth that's going to be worth it, too, is going to come with that pressure, that pressure, that tension. I, can, I gotta stay away from that a little bit. <laughs> Whenever I do the one that was from uh, um the one popcorn that got rescheduled. Yeah. I have to bring that one out. Yeah.
2: It's going to be good. Growth takes time. Growth takes work. Growth takes
3: effort. But it's worth it.
2: Oh, at the end, I've been, I've been seeing, and that's true. Yeah, it's awesome. Gives you a different perspective on how things are. It's like it's almost like you got a superpower. Am I wrong? I mean, you're laughing at me, but it's true. She's I'm, laughing, I'm but not, I think she agrees. I it's agree just, with it's you. Fun. I just what it's what like is. you want to see this church grow. Watch. Give me ten weeks. Pray, yeah. Fast. Hold my plate. Pray. Yeah. Hold my plate.
1: More like you got a connection to a superhero than you have your superpower.
0: That's a better way no. to put it. Hey, somebody's got to be Robin. We can't all try and be Batman.
2: No, we're all Robin for sure. Exactly. We're, barely, we're barely even Robin.
3: Yeah. Gabe, you got any questions for us, dude? So I'm just curious. Like, have you guys ever thought about quitting the ministry?
0: Mark, you're up, dude. I'm up. Well, we're all going to tackle it. Well, we are. Yeah, but yeah. you're first. Your I'm first. first on this one. Then you're going to be first on the next one in case you can be first on the last one. Whatever. Don't or matter. vice versa. It don't matter. Yeah. We'll just go. We'll wing it. Uh, yeah. And to be honest, there were times even thought of quitting just church in general as well. Recently? No, not recently. about to say. <laughs> No. <laughs> what? He didn't say recently. <laughs>
2: We're this almost is from,
0: just
1: dropped a bomb in the podcast.
0: <laughs> this is breaking news. from start to now. That's okay. you know years ago. He's seventeen, it was, so it started before him.
2: Yeah. True.
0: <laughs> so that's a yes.
2: You have? And what were the
0: what were the circumstances? Mostly it was like church life. So this wasn't get it got to the point where when we would miss like an evening service or something like that, didn't care.
2: Yeah. Just so, didn't
0: bother you. Yeah, didn't irritate me, didn't bother me.
2: You start missing you quit missing mm-hmm. it. Exactly. Yep. Casey?
1: Yeah. I mean, in the same situation where there's been previous Last times. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, previous times, previous situations, right? Since I just, you started preaching. Also, yeah. Um, not ever seriously. It took me a long time to really feel adequate. Yeah. Adequate to feel I knew that I was called, but to feel called. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So there were a lot of weeks I was like, man, I am doing nothing of any value. I'm just getting up here and running my mouth. And this is pointless. But I think a lot of the times more advice for you for some eventual struggles that you'll have to go through with any sort of calling is you have to recognize things for what they are. If the enemy can stop you before you're effective... That's a whole lot easier. That's one. Then try to stop you once you've got the ball rolling. Yeah.
2: It's like stopping a small conflict before a war begins.
0: You you can even look back at times when, like, Israel and I didn't do that. Like, you have when they had to kill the one king, Agag. Agag. Had they done that, Esther and them wouldn't have had the problem they had with uh, Haman. Yeah. With, with Haman. So it's the devil's going to try and do the same thing, trying. Catch you at the beginning because he's more worried about what he what he knows. What's gonna
2: happen. What he knows is possible with God.
1: Think about a snowball at the top of a hill. You can stop the first one pretty easy, but by the time that's got some momentum going (laughs) and it's gained some experience or some snow around the snowball in this situation, you're gonna have a hard time stopping a three-foot-tall mound of snow rolling than you would a handful.
2: Or an avalanche. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce? Because what happens? When you start going, just like a snowball, you start picking up not only <clears throat> speed, but you start gathering more snow. Start yeah. bringing in more snow. Then by the time you get at the base, the whole mountain's covered right, and coming down. So, and I think, I think Satan is scared of that. Yeah,
1: I'm sure he is.
2: He wouldn't fight so hard. I don't think if he didn't yeah. know the capability of not only one of us, but all of us together, and then knowing that there's people that will be wretched by us. Yeah. So, and to me, honestly, I don't think that I've ever said, I've had the same sort of thoughts as like, am I worth, is it not worth it to me, but am I worthy of doing it? More right.
0: self-doubt than anything
2: else. Well, and it's, I know who it comes from. So I, some, those are like, well, that's not me. So I'm just going to go, keep going. Yeah, That's one thing that I could tell you too, is some more advice As time will, time will help you out a lot. Yeah. yeah. Don't make a decision right now. You need to think on things. Make a decision with 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 education, I would say. Know everything around the decision you make before you just go ahead and make a rash decision.
0: That's like I tell some of my clients sometimes when they're switching from one thing to another. Mainly like when they're talking about getting rid of cable and doing like the streaming stuff. It's like, here's what you do. Before you get rid of the equipment, before you know, before it's too late to go Try. back, spend a week or two purposely do not watch that or use that. And if at the end of that couple of weeks you realize, I never missed it, it's safe to let it go. You're fine. Yeah. But if you make that knee-jerk reaction, then it's going to cost you more to get it back Right. than it is to hold on to it and then get rid of it when it's time to get rid of it. Right. And I w- I would say give it time. Give it time
2: yeah. with that. And have I ever thought about quitting the ministry As since I started preaching? No. Not even close. There's a gratification that you'll receive from being a preacher. Obviously, there's times that are hard. Yeah. And you have the weight of people's life in the balance, and you're the one that holds it really at that point in time. What you say, take, they take and put an effect to their life. So if you're preaching to them falsely, that's on you. But you also have the ability to put the balance back in their hand by giving them true valid information to where they can make the decision Um, but if you keep it to where you're making the decision yourself it's not good no not good for you not good for anyone involved i would say keep the lord at the head of that keep the truth at the head of that no matter what your opinion says or your feelings say the truth has to prevail or you will not Um, but in the ministry honestly i just want to do more i think once I got, once you get past the self-doubt thing, it's like, all right, what's next? Exactly. Let's go. And not, it's, it's the opposite effect of, do I want to quit? No, I want to push harder and go further. Right. And that might just be my personal mentality. But I think that has a lot of, with the gratification of doing, of preaching, p- there's going to be people that come up to you and just love you for, for whatever reason. Um, But that drives me. That makes me want, and compliments drive me a lot of the times. And being complimented by our heavenly father is saying, Hey, I gave you this word. It was of effect. People were responding to that word positively. I mean, man, it makes you just want to run. Right. Me, anyhow, I don't know about you guys, but I'm sure the feeling's somewhat mutual. No, yeah. I'm with
1: you. It's like that initial attack that comes a spiritual attack. Hopefully, nobody tries to beat you up. No promises. I don't know. <laughs> um, you're under attack and it doesn't feel great. No. But once you realize that not only is it not going to prevail, but that you have somebody who's fighting on your side, it almost becomes, I don't want to say a spiteful thing, but a, that's great. You can keep throwing it, but I'm going to push harder too, because I know that I'm winning in the end.
0: And along with that, we always like to point out that if you're getting attacked, the devil's only going to attack something that's worth something right
1: yeah
0: it's only going to yeah. he's only going to attack something that's working or something that will work right so to me you got to just get the mindset of when that attack comes like okay i'm doing something right
2: i'm doing what i'm supposed to do well and it. once and, and on top of that the first victory that comes under your belt i mean it's just a given that the rest are going to be victories
1: yeah
2: yeah if, if you're so. doing things right now there's sometimes yeah. that you're going
3: to lose because you ain't you right. Yeah. Right. But, all right, Gabby. Any other questions you got? So kind of along with that, now that you realize that you are qualified and you have been called to do that, what would you like to improve on in your ministry? Casey.
1: Casey. Um I want to get more substance in some things. I've had some messages that I really felt had an impact and had substance in them. Mm-hmm. And I've had ones where I was like, yeah, hopefully somebody got something out of that, but there's no guarantee. Right. Um. That's my main thing is I want to reach as many people as I can with whatever words God gives me. And that's going to require me to do a little bit more work in it too, to dig a little bit deeper and work a little bit harder at it. You know, yeah. there's only so much that can be given to you if you're not willing to work with what you already have.
0: Right. Like the talents. Yeah. The one talent, the guy with the one talent couldn't handle the five, and the guy with the five couldn't handle the 10 but the guy with the 10 started with the one went up to the five and eventually was able to handle the 10 right yeah yeah i would say with
2: me personally i would just like to add some length some longevity to it right because I'm, I'm teetering the, at the point between a sermonette and a full sermon because i can get like 25 minutes out solid right And it's like 25 minutes ain't quite long enough there's still attention available, you know what I mean? Right. Because there's a point where people fall off, you know, and you're and you're losing them, but there's still time between where I'm being able to stop and all it takes is preparedness. I understand that. But then like you're saying, I want to pack as much value as I can into a, a period of time to where people can not only understand what I'm saying, but put into action what I'm saying. I want to bring it to people's levels like that. I want to be able to do that. Um, along with being able and being who I am and how I can bring things across and help you understand. I think I have some sort of a mind of trying to understand it my way and, and try to understand your way of thinking enough to where I can portray what you need, what I need to say, what you can understand. Right. You know what I mean? And not trying to say that I'm smarter than anybody, but I think God has given me not a gift, but, has given me the ability to realize that my way of thinking is not the only way of thinking. And Casey has this experience in her life, and Mark has that sort of experience in his life, and trying to bring how I know things into how I feel like they would know it. I think that's not easy to do, first Mm -hmm. of all. It's going to take all of the Holy Spirit to help me with that. But I think that's how you can be more effective to more people. Right. Try to break it into different levels for everybody. Everybody, everybody's going to receive something off of everything. It's not always going to be the same thing and they're going to understand what they understand and you're not going to change that. But with the Holy Spirit's help, he can say, say it like this. Why? Just do what I tell you to. Someone needs to hear it. Someone needs to hear it just like that. And you're like, boom, and they're like man i needed that i got this off of that this is how i've been doing it i've been facing this battle and you said this and it changed my perspective on it and i moved in that way and the lord helped me and we got through it and it made all perfect sense because of what you said but it was because of how you listen to the holy spirit right works yeah
1: every time
0: mark you're up i would say for me it's i kind of want to continue something i've been trying to do ever didn't do it so much to start with, but I've been trying to do it more and more each time, is I always, when I lead up to my sermons, I'm always start with my prayer of trying to find something that is important for whoever it is that's at the church that time to hear, whether it's a bunch of people or one or two people. I want it to be for the right time. And if it's not let it change. Let it be what it has to be. But if you're, if I'm gonna get something, I want it to be valid for someone that's gonna hear it. And
2: don't be so stuck on what you think you need to exactly. preach that you kind of mess it up for somebody. To be honest. Yeah, you steal yeah. that from them.
0: So it's a, whatever, if it takes, you know, like I was telling him for the tip, if you have all these notes, but you really just need those, right? Go with those. You don't we, have to. No, read them. We know I take a ton of notes, right? But I guarantee, if you watch the videos of my sermons and you went back and you read my notes, there's a lot of stuff that never makes it because it it makes sense when I'm studying. It, but then when you get going, you're in the flow. It's like there's really no need for this. I can skip this. I don't need this. This is not. This is not feeling like this is going to be beneficial for somebody. This is just words for words' sake. Um, like I, I put this out in the group chat for our. That men's meeting, yeah, talking about the book I'm working on. I I want to do the preaching the same way. I want to get it to more not refined, not, not worrying so much about, or get to where I understand word count is not as important as word quality, content, and quality word with the capital W. Right. So you know if you're if I'm. Teaching about something or preaching about something, I don't want to have verses and scriptures that have nothing to do with it. Right. Like if uh, that gentleman wrote that book in Psalm 23, he couldn't write a book about Psalm 23 if he is constantly only quoting Jude or 1 Peter. That's something that has nothing to do right. with what he's trying to bring across. There's a difference between supporting verses and yes.
2: verses. Yes. You know, and I think with that being don't kill people with 78 different verses about exactly. the same thing. Pick on one, pick one
0: apart, really really dive into it and make it valid to them. I think the best one I ever did with that where they fit together to me that felt like they fit together perfectly was that one about the worm. Yeah. Because everything it's like you you started with the one with what he what Jesus said in the cross. Okay, this makes sense if you understand what he was doing at that time. Okay, well, why did that make sense? Well, because it was this part of Isaiah. Well, why does that make sense? Well, this is why. And when I brought forward what the worm does and the die and then how it changed that to so long, it tied right back to right. the whole purpose of the cross. Yep. So I, I would say that was probably one of my most solid ones of actually getting everything to... Cross reference. ...to work together. Yep. Not competing with the other part of it, but... Supporting itself. Yep. Gabe, you got any other
3: questions? So, you know, as as you guys know, I'm 17, you know, in school, sports, work, busy all the time. And you guys, you know, you work and you also go to church and have to find time to study. So the question I want to know is how do you manage work life slash school life, like activities and church life?
0: Me? Oh, I didn't know this was your turn, Bryce. I already went first. No, you didn't.
1: Well, right. I'll go first so they can stop <laughs> arguing about it.
0: You're the mature one.
1: Yeah. Someone Game, has to be. If you're down here, often enough, you'll learn. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm not just kidding. <laughs> I think a lot of managing your time and balancing things comes with knowing what the priority is, deciding what's most important to you. Um, you know, you have to work to eat. The Bible says, if a man doesn't work, a man won't eat. That's as simple as it is. If a man doesn't
2: work, he shouldn't eat.
1: Shouldn't eat. Same thing. Not I mean,
2: only will mm-hmm. you won't eat, you shouldn't be allowed to eat. Yeah. Right.
1: So that's not to say that unless God is calling you to a full-time ministry position, which he does, that you should just quit your job and never go to work. School is important at your age. It's not as important as God, though. That's right. So you have to know where your focus should be first and spend your time doing that. Everything else will fall in line as it's supposed to.
0: I just got something to say on the work and the eat part that she was talking about here. I'd never, until she was saying, I never realized. Yeah. It says if a man doesn't work, he shouldn't eat. It doesn't say he needs to work the equivalent amount for what it would take to get it. Right. So it basically, if he's trying that's why we have like the church family to help, in that, you know, maybe they can't oh, yeah. make it. But I just I guess t- for some reason it hit me weird that if as long as he's making the effort, as long as he's trying to work his oh, If there's
2: effort effort involved, God works with effort. Exactly. He he says, "Oh, you're trying for real, and you're yeah. not just trying to beg and plead." You know, no, he's for real about that.
0: Yeah, it never says he has to do, you know, X amount of hours a week.
2: Right. Is something what, I hadn't thought of before. My thought is church should be the reason you miss everything. Yes. Prioritize. But that comes along with understanding the benefits of it. Yeah. You know, some people don't look at church as a benefit because and a lot of that is just they haven't been involved enough to be benefited from it. And like I said, with fasting and praying, we didn't see really any results for the first little while until it t- it takes a little time to get results takes a little time to get over that initial first hump, you know, to where you can start climbing then, you know. Yeah. You got to go give it time. You got to if you you got to get into it, get involved is another thing I'd say. If you're not involved, you won't have as much at stake to be like, "Oh, I'm missing out," or you just quit missing it. You won't feel yeah. like you're missing out if there's nothing if you don't put anything into it, you don't feel like you've lost anything. That's true. You know. So that'd be my advice. I'd miss everything over that over church.
0: I'd kind of have to agree with that. It's, it's got like, if everything else that you do, you can come up with an excuse for why you didn't do it. Right. At least I don't want to call it an excuse, but make it a good excuse, make it something valid because it's not a lot of things that you miss. You know, if you miss going to the game or you miss this concert, that's really not going to affect much. It might actually help your wallet. Right. By not going to those, but it's not really making any type of impact on your life. Now, if you were to miss church instead, that's making an impact. Not only on your life, on your eternity. Exactly. That is a legitimate issue. And people will say, Man, I
2: can't believe you you'd miss that to go to church. And my response
0: to that is I'm not missing anything. (laughs) I can't believe you'd miss church to go to that. Yeah. Or I'd respond, I'm not missing anything. Nope.
1: There's nothing that you're going to do in life that's going to profit you the same way serving the Lord will.
0: Exactly. Only things you do for
2: Christ will last. And that is it. That's all there is. And with that, we're going to shut it down tonight. We're going to say love you. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining us for another episode of Ready to Preach. We hope that something that has been said today will aid you in your journey, both in Christianity and in the pursuit of becoming ready to preach. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please reach out to us on our Facebook page, Redemption Church, and share us with your friends. If you have any questions for us or topics you would like for us to discuss, we can be reached through the Facebook's direct message or in the comments section of our posts about the podcast. We look forward to you tuning in next week.